This is Kent Stoltz. I am the Faith Outreach Coordinator for White Life of Michigan, and welcome to this version of our Faith in Life podcast. It is my pleasure and my joy to be joined this morning by Pastor Paul Clark. He is the pastor at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Fowler, Michigan, where he's just finished his 35th year of service here at this church. Isn't that amazing? So God is so good. Um, Pastor Clark is also the president of Lutherans for Life and is uh, just a, a real advocate for life. Um, he knows how precious it is from uh, conception to natural death. And um, Pastor Clark is also part of the Right to Life of Michigan's steering committee for the march that's coming up in November. We want to talk about that, the March for Life. We are cooperating with the National March for Life, and uh, on November 8, we're going to be gathering in Lansing, and we want to talk about that this morning and unpack that just a little bit. So, Pastor Clark, good morning. Good morning. It's great to be here with you. You're just saying that, but I'm glad you're here. I'm, well, I'm glad I'm here, too. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to be somewhere, don't we? That's right. Yes. So, um, just would you like to take a minute, uh, Pastor Clark, and greet the, the podcast listeners? Yes. Uh, uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, I'm very glad to be able to speak to this today because it's something that's uh, very important to me. It's been on my heart for years. I got involved with, uh, I've been involved on the state board for Lutherans for Life in Michigan since 1998. I was involved with Right to Life in Michigan even before that. Uh, it has just become, to me, the, the key issue of our day is the, the protection of our unborn, uh, the protection of all human life. And, of course, uh, we are in a time right now where, on one hand, we celebrate because Roe versus Wade fell. Right. And the Dobbs decision was a, uh, a joyous day for all of us. Amen. And then, on the other hand, we here in Michigan... Uh, grieve because uh, following that decision, as you well know, uh, we passed Proposal 3, changed our Constitution to basically enshrine abortion rights in Michigan, and that is why, um, that is why, as uh, we will talk about here, I think this March for Life uh, is an extremely important event coming up in this state uh, on the anniversary of that date. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned, um the reason we're doing November 8th, Wednesday, right in the middle of the week and not a Saturday or something where it might be more convenient to gather, um, this date is significant. It's one year since that auspicious moment when right. Proposal 3 was, uh, as you said, enshrined in our Constitution, the right to an abortion at any time for virtually any reason. Um, and the Democrats in Lansing, the pro-abortion people, um, are working hard to push back any borders that might exist in any existing legislature. So Exactly, as we knew they would. As, yeah, yeah yes. It's, yes. it's not a surprise. Right. A disappointment, right. but not a surprise. Right. So why do you feel, Pastor Paul, that pro-life is worth so much of your time and energy? I mean, you've been engaged in this for over 30 years it, it's I think as a pastor that to understand that 
the miracle of life, the gift of life that God creates and gives life, and what, a, what an amazing thing that is. And then to, to just be aware of this genocide mm-hmm. that has taken place, that is abortion on demand, of course, and uh, it's like, how can you not speak? Uh, now, I know there's, there's different levels. Uh, people have different amounts of time, but I've just always felt that any time I could spend on this, if I was going to get involved in any one thing outside of my congregational duties here, it would be the right to life. Because if you don't have the right to life, then you can forget about liberty, pursuit of happiness, everything else, because it starts with life. And I always, sometimes, you know, they say, well, you you spend all this time just, you know, trying to protect what what they like to call, of course, fetuses or unborn Mm -hmm. children. Yeah. No, this is a human being, and you, you, you start from the idea, the reason I'm, prote- you know, I'm for protecting their life because I'm for protecting your life, too. All life is equal and sacred. Right. So, you know, we, to, to even the mother of that, that baby uh, that's considering abortion is saying, you know, no, I want that baby to live because I want you to live. Right. Your life's important. Their life's important. Right. All life is important. Right. Yeah. That, that baby is not a potential human. That baby is a human with great potential. Right. And, and if, if we could get people to understand that distinction, that it is a baby. Um, you made reference a few minutes ago to Prop 3 passing. Um, November 9 was a dark, dark day yes. in the Michigan pro-life movement. Um, there was a lot of introspection and a lot of um, wondering about, are we done? Are we over? Um, so on this side of Proposal 3 passing, how do you stay motivated to keep in the fight? That's a good question. And let's go back a little bit. You're right that that battle to try to defeat Proposal 3 was a very intense one. Uh, I served on that committee as well. Um, there were so many who gave so much, who did so much throughout Michigan. I, I, I can't say enough about all the wonderful pro-life people in Michigan that tried their best to get the word out, the truth out, and turn back Proposal 3. As we well know, um, sadly, large amounts of money came in from out-of-state donors. and uh, Oh, stop. Not yeah. really. Yeah, believe it or not. Yes. Wow. Yes. And so uh, it became something that was like uh, a runaway train, I suppose, in a way. But here's the thing. And yes, it was a dark date, which is why we're doing the march on that date. It's sort of like, uh, you know, uh, the bombing of Pearl Harbor. We recognize it on the day it happened. That was a day of infamy, 9-11. You know, this is the date this happened. So we're going to have the march on that date to commemorate it in that way. But while everybody had to sort of sit back and uh, get their senses again after this happened, there, there could be no stopping what we were doing because the fact is, in a defeat, doesn't mean you don't continue to press on for ultimate victory. That, if that was true, I mean, we would have probably lost half, half the war, world, world War I and II and, and so on. I mean, you, you can't just go by one battle. This was a battle. Right. Uh, but with what's at stake which again is the lives of our precious children, of these little baby boys and girls. We're talking about human lives and the mothers whose lives are often destroyed by this. Exactly. Uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and 
and uh, then you can have the tentacles reaching into the rest of the family, grandparents, congregations, society as a whole. Abortion affects all of us. It decays our society from within with the lack of respect for life. So there is no other choice. You get back in the fight. You say, yes, we lost this. Now, what do we need to do? We need to bring more people around in Michigan to understand what, this, right. what happened here and, and to be able to be awakened to the, to the, the lovely truth of, of this, this is a human being so that we can move on in the future and hopefully uh, get to the point where we can have a majority and have enough to overturn this sometime. Yes. So. Yeah. We, uh, for years and decades, wondered if we would ever get um, Roe overturned. Yes. And after 49 years of fighting, right. Roe was overturned. I don't expect it to take 49 years, but we're going to keep fighting until Proposal 3 is overturned. Amen? Exactly. Amen. And how yes. many times along the way with Roe would people maybe have felt like giving up or felt like this is never going to change? It's never going to happen. Right. It did happen. It did. And, and it the did. same thing here. Yeah. We, we, will not, yeah. we will not surrender. We, like Churchill said, Never surrender, right? right? We will not surrender. Right. Never give up. Never, never, never. Right. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a good thing you're not good at quitting. Oh, well, I don't, I don't want to quit in anything. I love my ministry, too, Amen. actually. So, there you go. That's right. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I hear as I'm talking to pastors, um, some who have pro-life tendencies and some who would advocate strongly for pro-life, um, they say, oh, but it's a political issue, and I want to preach the gospel, and uh, I don't know that I should get involved in politics. Um, and, and when they say that, there's, the, I think, the subtle insinuation that politics is somehow just dirty, nasty, beneath us. How do you respond to that? Well, first of all, you know, it's naive to think you can just stay away from politics. It's part of the air we breathe, uh, you know, in a country. Mm -hmm. So yes. you're going to, you, you can't just use, I think too often that's used as a smokescreen, really, um, uh, sadly, to not become involved. And, and, if, and if any of our listeners have done that, please understand I'm not, you know, I, I pray that you would just consider changing that. But I'm, not, I'm not trying to be critical. I know how easy that would be. Right. But at the same time, this goes beyond politics. This, this is, you talk about the gospel. Okay, what's implicit in the gospel? Jesus Christ died for all. He died on the cross for all people. He, his holy blood was shed for us. Every life is important. We're talking about lives for whom Christ died. Babies that would have the chance to, to know Jesus and to grow up and take place in society, be doctors and citizens of all kinds, uh, uh, even politicians. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this, this just goes so far beyond politics. It's a moral issue. It's a, it's a spiritual issue. It's, essent, it's a central part of the gospel itself. You can't say this isn't part of the gospel. If you don't start with creation, that God created everything, God created Adam and Eve, God created man, male and female, he gave life, then, then how can you then talk about Jesus or redemption or anything else? It's all together. So this is part of the gospel. It is not just political. It goes far beyond that. And, and I just feel as pastors, if not us, who? We of mm -hmm. all people yeah. should be out there speaking the truth about this abomination. 
of the, of the massacre of our, our children, our future. Uh, and and to, to not do that, as I say, and just to, to not do it because we, we somehow feel that it ventures into the political, uh, that's just not an adequate excuse at, at this time in our history. So. We think about how, how glorious it is to be a part of the United States of America and the amazing history we have, and I trust the amazing future we have. We wouldn't be a country at all if it weren't for clergy back uh, just before the revolution um, saying, we need to take a stand. Pastors need to take a stand. Yes. As I understand it, yes. pastors were in the first regiment that um, went toe-to-toe -to -toe yeah. with the Redcoats. Yes, and they were very vocal about things. They didn't, they didn't shy away from speaking God's truth. And, and you, don't, you don't cease from speaking God's truth just when it is unpopular mm -hmm. or when, right. you know, it, it, uh, uh, the, the ruling elite uh, wants you not to speak about these things. No, all the more then, uh, in the Old Testament, what you needed to have the watchman high on the walls of Jerusalem blowing that trumpet and sounding the alarm yes. uh, so that the people would be, you know, ready uh, to, to continue to be on this, the Lord's side in battle. So, Amen. Yes. Amen. Yeah, when, when I think about all that you've said, Pastor Clark, you remind me of um, Nehemiah chapter 6. I love Nehemiah. I do too. In, in Nehemiah, um, Sanballat, you know, Nehemiah's building the wall, yes. Sanballat, one of the people who had established a power base there and saw that slipping away with Nehemiah coming on the scene threatened him, tried to dissuade him. Finally, it became known that Sam Ballot's intention was to kill Nehemiah. Mm -hmm. And so one of the priests came to Nehemiah and said, Nehemiah, Sam Ballot's going to kill you if you don't do something. So come live in the temple. We will hide you here. And Nehemiah, I, I could just picture him sure. rising up, taking a deep breath and saying, am I the sort of man that would run? I am yeah. not. And yeah. I, I look at you and I see a reflection of Nehemiah. You're saying, am I the sort of man that would run from this fight? I am not. I, we can't be. That's the, the thing. It's not just me. We, we, we can't be. And as pastors especially and leaders, as I say, if not us, who? Yes. We need to be the moral and spiritual voice here. I mean, the society is, uh, is decadent right now. We have the, the wokeness that's permeating everything. We, we need to... There needs to be a voice of clarity that speaks from the truth of God's word. Yes. Uh, that never changes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. If not us, then who? Right. Um, we are pastors. We are spiritual leaders. Our people rightly look to us for, Pastor, which direction should we go? So if we just entrench in convenience and comfort, um, that's not much of a leader, is it? Right, exactly. So um, we just encourage, like Pastor Clark was saying, um, if you've been on the sideline, Pastor, and you're listening, um, please prayerfully consider um, if that's where the Lord would have you is on the sideline, or, or perhaps it's time to join us in the fight. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So we've talked some about it, that on November 8th, um, in Lansing, we're going to have thousands of people gather. And by the way, I just want to say how um, great.
great it is for us to have thousands of people gather to celebrate my birthday. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> I did not realize that. That's, that's So, yeah, November nice. 8th, I've never had thousands of people gathering right. dancing on it's my like birthday, birthday before. Party hour. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the, the March for Life, uh, we're coordinating with the National March for Life. This is going to be just an amazing event. Um, the itinerary for the day has uh, just about been completed. There is some great information, and I'll show, tell you in just a few minutes how you can find that. Um, but, um, Pastor Clark, you're on the committee for the march. Um, why does the March for Life matter so much to you? Why is it so important? I think in the wake of Proposal 3 especially now, this march is a is a proclamation, a declaration that we're still there, mm, that yes. we're not giving up the fight, that, uh, that for, for those who think we're, they have everything they want now, they've wiped away all our restrictions, our laws, and they've opened up abortion on demand all nine months, and they're, we're, we're going to be, we're here saying, no, we're still here, yes. and we're not going to stop advocating for the unborn. We're not going to stop advocating for the for the, the women who are, whose lives are often destroyed by this choice right. of abortion. Right. We're going to be here, we're going to, and even more than just that proclamation or declaration of the fact that we're here and we're gonna continue the fight is we're keeping a promise to the babies, to mm -hmm. the children. If we're the ones that have to be there in that gap for them, so we're, our standing at this march is a way of saying, we haven't forgotten you, we're not going away. Uh, we're, we're still going to fight for your lives uh, because we know that every life is precious. We're going to be here. Amen. Amen. Um, I know since Roe was overturned, um, there, and I don't have the number, but thousands of babies' lives have been spared across our country. Yes. And, and some of the states, you know, especially that yes. continue to keep their restrictions in place, it's amazing the number of lives that have been saved. Yes. And I want to have Michigan added to that role yes. of states where lives are being saved. Right. So we march. So we march. So we rally. Yeah. Great music, yep. great speakers, great encouragement, great motivation. I think people are going to leave there so enthused and, and so stirred up and ready to press on to right. um, the election of 2024 Yes. and beyond. Yes, and for the people considering it, please come. Uh, again, I, I always remember the words of, uh, to, spoken to Joshua and Joshua 1, uh, mm -hmm. be strong, be courageous. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So let's be strong and let's be courageous and let's stand for life because Amen. this is our moment yeah. and there's a lot at stake here. There is. And so we, we are going to rally and then we're going to peacefully march around the Capitol um, and I think it's important that we say peacefully. Absolutely. That's you know, what we're about. How, yes. how, how wrong would it be for people who say they value life to threaten life in, in our march? So none of that. Exactly. We are going to march peacefully. We're going to love everybody that's there. Everybody that's there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. an important thing to say, just to remind people that's what the pro-life that's what Right to Life, the pro-life movement as a whole, stands for. Yes. Is, uh, we are about uh, protecting all life, uh, loving people, recognizing them as, as you know, created by God, 
and therefore uh, always, always people of peace. Amen. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I, we touched on it just at the beginning, but um, you would think that a rally like this, a march like this, would happen at a, on a day that's more convenient for more people to come. Um, so why Wednesday? Why November 8th? It's just, again, it's important because that, that date itself, it's just like I mentioned with days like uh, the bombing of Pearl Harbor or 9-11 or anything else. Yeah. This is a significant date. We went to, on the anniversary of that very date that, that threw our state into such turmoil and opened up the floodgates for abortion. Uh, uh, we went to together on that very date to once again say, no, we're still here and we're gonna do everything we can uh, to, to continue to advocate for the unborn and to, and to stand for the right to life. I right. think the date is important, even though it's, you know, like you say, maybe a little more inconvenient in the middle of a week, but we've given you enough notice. Come on. <laughs> yes, take, take off one day. It's worth, you know, it, it, there, believe me, this is worth any kind of day you can take off. I don't care if you call it a personal day or a vacation day or, or work it out ahead of time. Uh, we're encouraging our schools uh, I've been talking to our Lutheran school principals and that, encouraging them to let some of the students out so they can attend the, the march. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think this is important enough to do that, to take a day off school, work, anything necessary to try to be at this march and make a stand together in great numbers. Yes. I've talked to some homeschool yes. families. And uh, the, right away when I explained what it was, the reaction was, We'll be there. Yes. This is a field trip. This a is a field trip for everybody from the yeah. the kindergartners through the high schoolers. We're, they're going to be there and see history right. being made. Right. We've never done this before. Exactly. In Lansing. Never. Yep. You will. Uh, yes. Math, reading, and all the rest might be important, but you're going to experience and learn a lot more, and your children too, in yes. a day like this. And yes. this is something that, as you mentioned, Ken has. Uh, long-lasting consequences. Right. So it's, yep. yeah, it's important yep. to be there. The math book will still be there on Thursday. It will. It will, whether they like it or not. <laughs> whether they like it or not. And I never did. <laughs> so one of the things, Pastor Clark, that uh, we've been hinting around the edges of is how important it is for pastors to lead, um, to lead their congregations in the cause of life, and to lead their congregations to Lansing right. on November 8th. So with so much that pastors have to do, so much, so long of a to-do list, why should this march get to the top of their list? Again, despite all the other things that are there to do, they will still be there. This is one day. This is, this is as I say, this cuts to the very meaning of what we are as pastors that we're proclaiming the Lord of life. Mm. So this is a march for life. Uh, so to, to take a stand, to show our people and our community that we're going to be there, that we're going to, to advertise this march and try to get as many of our members there and community members as we can, is a sign that, yes, we understand how important this is and, and that that... As I said before, a lot of other things ultimately won't matter if we don't respect the right to life. Right. If you don't, you know, who knows what other group in the future will not have the right to life. Right. We know what happened in Nazi Germany and other places in the world when certain groups of people were deemed unworthy of life. Right. So, 
if, if all human life is sacred and important, let's start here and now and stand for life and take the time, even as busy pastors, to do that. Yeah. So um, it's worth a day. It's worth it's, a day. It's worth Absolutely. a day to make that ultimate proclamation that I am for life. Yes. Unequivocally yes. for life. Um, so um, I think that, that also answers the question, how can a pastor justify being gone for a whole day, Wednesday, when they've got midweek services so much of the time? Um, I can imagine, Pastor Clark, a pastor going to this conference, getting so enthused about the cause of life that that may very well change what happens at that midweek service that night, don't you think? Of course. This affects everything. I mean, the, the life message, uh, you know, when, when, when properly valued and understood, it enriches your preaching, your teaching, uh, the way you minister to people. Uh, the, the entire thing. It's not, there's, there's no separation here of these things. It's part of who we are yes. as those who proclaim the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, November, Michigan. <laughs> it can sometimes get a little bit chilly, maybe even a little bit damp, though we're going to be praying that we're going to have one yes, of those yes. Chamber of Commerce sorts of mornings, right? right? Where the sun is shining and there's a gentle, warm breeze, but it may not be so. Possibly not. So is what's there... The old, uh, what's the old adage of the post office? There you go. <laughs> Come rain or hail or snow or sleet or something. <laughs> we're going to continue our appointed there, but runs. We will do it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So um, all that to say, we're going to have our, our March for Life on Wednesday, November 8th. Right. If it's raining or snowing or sleeting or sunshiny. Yes. Just watch the weather forecast ahead of time and bring the appropriate gear. There you go. There you go. <laughs> And speaking of appropriate gear, if you would like, we have created at Right to Life of Michigan a really cool blue headband. Um, it's got the Michigan March for Life logo right on the very front of it. And um, how, how cool yes. to uh, look out over the crowd and see thousands of these Michigan March for Lives blue headbands. Definitely. That will make it great. Yeah, just to show the cohesiveness and unity yes, of our people. Yes, so. so you can get those if you go to um, rtl.org, that stands for righttolife.org, and there's a store tab at the very front, and you'll see all sorts of fun uh, uh, paraphernalia and, and posters and literature and educational uh, materials. I was just going to say with the posters, let's see, there's one on the bulletin board right there. Yes. But, uh, Print off those posters, they're great. The color is great on them. I love the way they're designed. And I took those to all our local churches uh, in the Lansing area when we had a meeting and I distributed them to about uh, 20 other pastors to put on their bulletin boards. Wonderful. So do the same, anybody listening, you know, go to the website, print off the posters, uh, take some around to other churches, other pastors you know, yes. uh, other people you know, and this is a great way to spread the word. Yes, yep. Um, there are fun things you can download and print off and distribute, and um, you can email other pastors that you're not going to see 
in the next little bit and say, I've got this up on my bulletin board, get it up on yours, and yeah, I think that's going to be really fantastic. Well, Pastor Clark, this has been amazing. I just wonder if there's any last thing that I've not uh, introduced into the discussion that you want to be sure that we talk about. I think we've covered most things, too. I just want to once again reaffirm that these issues regarding life are central to our faith, to our, our, our belief in, uh, in a God who loves us and cares for us and, and gave us this gift of life. It is a stewardship. We have to protect that life, mm -hmm. to do what we can for people, to love them, to care for them in so many ways. And part of that is to stand up for the unborn, those who have no defense of their own. Uh, we must be there. We must do this. It's who we are. We can't hide. We can't uh, uh, deny what's going on. We need to be there for our children, for our future, for our nation. Uh, God help us all. Amen. Well, I think that's a wonderful way to conclude. Pastor Paul Clark. Um, appreciate so much your time and your investment in life and um, we're going to press on in Jesus name we are going to press on Amen. so thank you very much for listening to today's podcast we trust it's been a blessing to you it certainly has been to us um, we love you much look forward to seeing you at the march